Welcome to Make Your Mark podcast, where guests share their experiences, insights, and tactics to help you accelerate your business. So building, scaling, and monetizing your business is made easier. And I will be your host, Kay Suthar. Welcome to another episode of Make Your Mark podcast. I am your host, Kay Suthar, and oh my goodness, guys, I have a special, special guest for you today. His name is Casey Eberhardt. And the reason why he's special is because not only does he have a phenomenal brain, which I have seen him work myself, but he also looks extremely dapper in a flamingo shirt. Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) But he has worked with so many business owners, so many people, you know, learning about networking and why it's really important. Not only that, but he has got a few secrets under his belt. I mean, he used to be working in, you know, movies with people like Leonardo DiCaprio. Guys, now, if you don't know him, he was in Titanic. He went to his 21st birthday party. Like, he knows people from all different backgrounds. And today, he's going to be teaching us why it's really important to build relationships in your business and to get out there and start networking. Please welcome to the show, Casey Eberhardt. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh my gosh, Kay, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, and I know it's just scheduling-wise, but that's what happens when you get a couple of people that have a lot going on in business, yes. uh, being able to get together and come together, and uh, and here we are. So I'm super thrilled and honored to be here for sure. Oh my goodness. Now, this is going to be juicy, Casey, because me and my team, we have actually looked in to a lot of your videos, social media, some of them old videos, new videos, but there was one that really intrigued us. And I want you to talk a little bit more about this particular video. Now, what this was is, it was this video where you were talking about when you were really young, and I think it was your dad or your grandfather's store that you went into and you sold an item to these two ladies. And that's when you really got a taste of what business is about, what building relationship is about and going that extra mile. So I would love for you to tell our audience that story because that was epic. Yeah. So when I was a, a, a little, little kid, like five years old, six years old, I used to love going to my grandparents' house. And my grandparents lived in a little, little town in Colorado called Fowler, Colorado. In fact, it was actually a suburb of Fowler, which was only a one light town. And this was a town called Avondale. And it was along the freeway. And my granddad had an antique store. And I put antique store in quotations because it was really basically a garage sale with a cash register. Right. But what happens is in the Midwest, they put antique store on the on the garage. And everybody like me from California goes out there and think we're antiquing, right? (laughs) So um, my granddad was a true entrepreneur in the sense of the word that he had so many different businesses going on. He had a Model A and Model T Ford restoration business. He had rental property, he had cattle, he had water springs, oil and gas springs. He had this antique store. He was a, a realtor. He had all these different incomes. And I just always looked up to him. And so one day... My family was out visiting him and he took me out in the in the antique store and he said, listen, I want to teach you everything I know about business today. And I was like, OK. And, uh, you know, I'm five, six years old. I was in first grade right around there. And he said, listen, here's the lesson. 
that if you always give more value than expected, everything else will work itself out. And I was like, okay, I don't really know what that means. Just what can I sell and what can I do with the money to buy? I remember probably comic (laughs) books or baseball cards or something at the time. Right. And so the deal was whatever I sold, I got to keep the money for that day. And so the very first customer that came in were these two ladies and they came in the store and they bought what are called insulators. And most people don't know what an insulator is, but you've seen it. And if you saw a picture of you know exactly what they were, they sit on the top of electricity poles and um, way high up. And they are, they, you wrap the wire around it and they're basically made of really, really dense glass. Like these things are so strong that they could fall from the top of an electricity pole uh, uh, or a power pole and never not break if they hit the ground. That's how strong these things are. Now that's important to the story here in a second. So these things, they were about, I don't know, four or five inches tall and they came up and they, and they, and they bought, they bought one, or I think they bought two and they were a dollar a piece. So the bill was $2, right? right? And I'm just like beyond the moon. Like, I'm so thrilled and excited. I don't even know what to do with myself, but I'm, I've already spent the money and they haven't even given it to me yet. That's how fun it was. Right. (laughs) So I, I, I take the money and I look over my granddad and he has this like weird look on his face and he's like, yeah, you're not really getting it. And I'm like, well, okay. So I kind of got it, like, give more value, give more value. I don't really know what that means. So I'll wrap these in newspaper. So I wrapped them in newspaper and I got, I handed them over to the lady and I look over my granddad and, you know, I tell the story sometimes because I can't raise one eyebrow. So like, if I can, if you're watching it on video, you'll see, I'm trying to raise one eyebrow by just holding one down because I just, I can't do that. Right. So um, he looks at me like with this funny face. I'm like, okay. So then I grabbed some bubble wrap and I wrapped them. I look over at him. He still has this look on his face like I'm like I'm letting him down or something. So then I took I was like, okay. so I took this tobacco tin and I put the bubble wrap newspaper wrapped insulators inside the tin. And I could tell he was kind of warming up, but not really. Right. So then I put him in a bag. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I just want the two bucks. So at this point, I'm like, done. So we walk out, we walk out of the store and I just from a very young age was always taught that you open doors for ladies. Like I just, I I like, I think I came out of the womb doing that. Right. It's just a a sign of respect from my perspective. So we walk out to the car and I opened the, I opened the door for the driver. um, And she got in the car and thanked me. And she was like, Oh, you're so sweet. Yada, yada, yada. You know how, you know how that is. And I walk around to the other side of the car. And as I opened the door for the passenger, I also opened the door to the back seat of the car and I lean in the back seat of the car and I took this bag that had the tin that had the bubble wrap that had the newspaper wrapped insulators in and I put it in the back seat and I literally seat belted it into the back seat of the car. Wow. And that I saw my granddad smile. I was like, "Okay, I think I did it." So as I was getting in as the ladies were getting in the lady and the uh, passenger was getting in, she was so taken back that this little kid would like open the doors and be so kind and to wrap this thing. And I mean, look, they could have thrown these things in the backseat and car and just called it a day, but she took her wallet out of her purse and she handed me a $20 bill as a tip. And, And Kay, that was the moment that I got it. That was my sort of like in a click of a, in a snap of a finger, I got it. I literally had created 10 times the value of the sale for no extra money other than being kind, generous, and looking for different ways that I could add value. Now, I know that was a really young, I was a really young kid, but even today, 
I use that same philosophy, whether I'm working with speakers, podcasters, podcast guests, business owners, entrepreneurs, it's that same value system that if you always look for ways to add value to the customer, everything else works itself out. So that's the story. I'm glad you brought that. I love telling that story. Um, It also is a great way to honor my granddad, who was kind of one of those true entrepreneurs. Yeah. And you know, I guess the great thing about this was your granddad wasn't giving anything away. Was that you go and figure this out, right? And the fact that you were five or six years old, I think anybody would be like, wait, that's too young. That's too young to be teaching a kid, you know, what it means to go out and be in business and go in the extra mile. But he was like, I'm going to teach you today. You've got no choice, but you're learning today. And I've seen this, Casey. You have, from the years that I've known you, have followed that same process with everything that you do. And this is why everyone is just magnetized to you. Because you always go that extra mile for your clients, your business partners, people you collaborate with, everyone around you. And it's amazing to see. And me and myself, because you are my coach, you're my mentor, right? And And I've said to people, I was like, when you meet Casey, don't just listen to the words that he says, but watch what he does, right? Because... There's a lot of things, I guess, you've got to read in between the lines. When you're saying certain things or you're doing certain things, like with your group alone, you like to keep things confidential, right? One of the things I picked up from you, keep things confidential. But I've never seen any other coach say that, right? Like if you want to tell people, then tell people, but I'm not going to be the one to tell people. And guess what, Casey? I haven't told you this. I implemented this in my coaching and the biggest difference I've seen is that the more people open up to you, the more you get to the root of what's really going on and that connection and that relationship you build with them is so much more deeper. And I was like, right, this is it. I'm sticking with Casey. (laughs) I'm going to do what he does. (laughs) Well, okay, let's back let's back that up. It's not just a sense of confidentiality, right? Mm-hmm. It's really creating an environment that's safe for people. And in the world of business, a lot of times, let's face it, your business coaches are you know, outside of maybe a therapist and a hairdresser, um, they're the ones that you open up to because maybe you don't have the 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 safest team or the safest spouse or the safest boyfriend or girlfriend or group of friends or whatever. So sometimes being a company owner can be a bit lonely. And so all we really try to do is cocoon, if you will, that group and make it a safe space. And I don't know any powerful coach, business owner, company owner that doesn't have sort of a board of directors around them um, or a group of advisors and mentors and all of that. And at the end of the day, the reason we like to keep it a safe and confidential space is so much of what we teach, we have our people out also implementing and teaching to their groups. And so it would seem kind of silly if I went and blasted all around who our, who our actual clients were. Number one, it now opens them up to have a bunch of people asking them questions about me. And that's not what they invest in our program for. They invest in the program to grow their business, not to be a pitch person or be bombarded with questions about me. 
right? Right. The other thing that it does is it really, and I think you've experienced this already, is it creates a tight-knit community within clients that they have an advantage because they get to see what everybody else is doing behind the scenes. So the way that we do it in Platinum Inner Circle, and obviously you know this, is it's almost like we're in rehearsal together there. We're in kind of, it's almost like the locker room or we're behind closed doors. So that when we go out into the marketplace, everybody's business gets to be first and foremost. And the coaching or the board of directors, if you will, plays a second seat. The awesome part for me is I still get to go out and support all those people. And I watch, I mean, I, you know, this, I watch what everybody does Mm -hmm. and everybody else supports everybody else, which makes it that much tighter of a community. I think one of the things that sometimes coaching programs or masterminds lack um, is that that real true community, yeah. right? And sometimes the the person that runs it, it's all about them. And I think both in your and I's case, we don't make it just about us. Like, I don't want to be a guru. I'm not a guru. Uh, I'm just a guy that facilitates a group of amazing business owners coming together, all with the goal of growing their business, impacting their community, saving time, making more money and creating a bigger impact for generations beyond. It's not about a Casey Eberhardt or a Sally Sue or a Bobby Sixpack or whatever. It's really about what does that coaching training network provide for that business owner. Regards to the community that you have built, right? I have not seen a community anywhere else like it like it's one of a kind and everybody does support each other around it and you know you you encourage them to connect with each other right to do business with each other to see how you can elevate each other and again a lot of gurus and you mentioned that you, you you're not there to be a guru but there's a lot of gurus out there that don't like that that don't want to don't yeah. want people to mingle with each other and so it's a completely different and that, okay, okay i'm sorry to cut you off that is that is a scarcity mentality to some extent ah. right so if, if if because what happens is that person only wants that person to listen to them whereas whereas for me and it's funny because we don't even tell people to go do business with each other. But here's what's funny is when you get a community of people together that are all kind of learning the same thing. And what's cool about our particular community is that it is business agnostic. So we have people like you that are running an amazing growing um, podcast agency, right? And then we've got a travel agent. We've got real estate agents, a lot of folks from real estate. We've got some folks from network marketing. We've got image consultants. Because what works for a podcast agency might also work for a real estate agent. Right. Right. And so what happens is when you have that community and they're all speaking the same language, they're all learning the same things, they're all out trying the same things. There's just a certain camaraderie that happens. And when you watch them support each other, it's hilarious to me because I don't ever, I never really thought this through, frankly, but it's just a happy accident that right. the amount of business that the members do with each other is sort of shocking to some extent um and i hear people i mean we've had real estate deals that have happened we've had countless speaking engagements that have been booked on each other's stages and events we've had people do a, entire events together we have people that 
go to each other. And, you know, if we have somebody that does graphic design, I'm, I'm watching their graphic designs be used for a, a conference that's coming up or a new real estate uh, event that's happening. Or, you know, it's so it's a really, really cool, fun thing to watch from where I sit. Because it's sort of like we I sort of take my hands off of it. Yet what's really awesome is that everybody has their hands on. That's right. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. Oh, my goodness. And so, Casey, one of the things that you teach your community is the importance of networking and getting yourself out there and making your mark in the world. And so, but I know that a lot of people struggle with it, which is why you teach it. And so what would you say are some of the common mistakes that people keep making when it comes to networking? Oh, this is, this is a great question. I wish I was asked it more often. Um, I actually think there are a couple of things that I don't know if they, I would say they are mistakes, but let's call them opportunities to get clearer on what you're trying to do and actually get there. Okay. Right. So number one is when people are out networking, that they're actually on purpose and with intention. And sort of the re, the way I start this is I say, listen, I want you to be able to tell me what the average lifetime value of a customer is. And I do this exercise in my events and I watch people's mouths drop because I don't think they've actually ever really put it on a piece of paper and did the calculation. So the first thing is, what's the average lifetime value of a customer? The second thing is, um, are you actually going where those customers are hanging out? Right. If you've got a customer that's a $300,000 client, and you think they're hanging out, you know, I don't know, on the side of a street corner somewhere, you might have a, a message mismatch, right? right? The other thing is, if your lifetime value of a customer is $300,000, for example, the first question I ask is, are you showing up like it's a $300,000 conversation or are you showing up like it's a $26 conversation? Right. Right. So now we've got, now we've got that, now we've got that going. And then the final piece that I think is so important is who people are actually networking with, right? And so the, the, the challenge is, and I'll use, I'll use actors as an example. I come from Hollywood. I used to produce movies for a living. And one time I was hired by a group of actors. There were 20 of them. And they were all friends and they, they all knew each other and they went to acting school together and they were all honing their craft and being better actors, right? Right. And they hired me to come in and sort of work with all 20 of them to get them parts in movies. Because I used to cast movies from my phone. Right. Oh, wow. And the first thing, the first thing that I asked them was, how many of you right now have casting directors, directors and producers in your phone? Mm-hmm. Not one of the 20 had any of those three people in their phone. And I said, now, how many of you have over 50 actor friends of yours in your phone? And every single one of them raised their hand. Wow. I said, well, here's the first problem. You're hanging out with and networking with and growing and building relationships with people that are never going to have the opportunity to hire you. Mm. So even though they, they, they are all friends and they can, they can talk about it, what their experiences are, at the end of the day, that's not going to get them in the casting room. Right. Right. It's sort of the same thing in the speaker world. Um, it's sort of like, I, 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 you know, I don't say this as a brag. I just work a lot as a speaker. Mm. I'm friends with some speakers. I've got some speakers in my phone and I can get a lot of speakers on the phone if I need to. But if you really look at where I spend my time building relationships is with producers, event producers, uh, owners of audiovisual companies, people that are already in the room 
Right. That when an opportunity comes up, they go, Hey, I know a guy and he's reliable. He shows up, he delivers, he does, he, he plays the role that he needs to play in order for us to get the show where that show needs to go. And so that's done by the way, without business cards, without fancy sizzle reels and websites and cold marketing and all of that, because I understand the business of being a podcaster. I understand the business of being a speaker, of the business of being a showrunner, right? And Kay, I'll use you as an example. You're running a podcast. Your podcast, the growth numbers are like a hockey stick. They're going sky high, right? So, so think about this for a second. And everybody should kind of just think this through for one second. If you send Kay an email and say, you should have me on your show. Why should she? What do you bring to the table? Right. And not only what do you bring to the table, you have to understand that Kay having you on her podcast, she's taking a big risk because she's got this growing audience that is growing like crazy each and every episode. But if she puts on a dud or somebody that's rude or, you know, goes against her morals or goes against her customers, meaning her listeners morals or anything like that, then her audience members drop immediately. So the risk is too high. So if you understand that, now I want Kay to think I'm a valuable guest. You know why? Because here's the thing. They all talk. All the podcasters talk. If you're a guest on podcast, let me tell you, you are being talked about whether or not you believe it, right? And so what happens is somebody might see this episode or Kay, Kay's having a conversation with another podcaster and she says, hey, you ought to have Casey on as a guest. What are they going to go do? They're going to go watch an episode. If I got on here and I was blasting people and I was super negative and it was just a bad show, I'm out. No matter how good my business card is, no matter how flashy my website is, no matter how many pictures of helicopters and Lambos I've got on my website, can you deliver the goods? And so when it comes back to networking, it's really okay, understanding how valuable a customer is. There we are back to value. Can you deliver the goods for and beyond and be on the behalf of the person that hired you or whether it's a customer or a speaker or whatever. And are you always adding value and are you really working and building that relationship? To me, that's more important than running around and going, Hey, I'm friends with 47,000 speakers. Well, awesome. Tell me a speaker that's hiring speakers. And it's not because everybody's like scrambling to get on a (laughs) scrambling to get on their own show. Meanwhile, I just call Kay if I have something, you know, if I, if I have something to launch, like I think all businesses, whether it's a small business, um, like retail center, like a shoe store or a pizzeria or whatever, think about it. If you have in your phone, people that control press, control messaging, control Mm -hmm. an audience, you have something to launch, especially you're going to try something new or whatever. It's a heck of a lot easier to be going to your phone and go, Hey, Kay, I don't know if this would fit your audience, but we're launching a new, you know, game night at our pizzeria. And I'd love to get that message out. Well, if Kay has the audience of people in your local area, she does a, you know, a podcast on what's happening in, you know, mylittlecity.com or whatever, <laughs> that's going to be a better fit than you go into your neighbor and going, Hey, how do we get our message out? Right. So I think the value in, is in building the network, understanding how valuable somebody is to your network operating from that point of view, how valuable they are and networking with the correct people and always looking to add value, send them a birthday card, send them a thank you note. Mm -hmm. You know, I I do this goofy thing 
I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona. Tomorrow, I'm literally taking all my clients that live here out to breakfast. Now, that may not seem like a big thing, but they're all going to get together. We're going to go have, we're going to literally go have, you know, breakfast together. They're going to get to talk and meet each other face to face. And they don't know each other. I mean, they do because we're in Zoom together, but it's those little things that we are always looking to add value to our clients that just make all the difference in the world. Do you know what? And I just want to add to that. I saw that. I saw that you're doing breakfast and I felt, oh, I was having FOMO, Casey. I was having some serious FOMO. I was like, I need to get Casey and everyone else down to the UK for sure. I'm totally down for that. Totally down for that. Awesome. But oh my goodness, Casey, this was the amount of golden nuggets that you have dropped in such an enorm- a small amount of time is incredible. You know what I feel like? I feel like every time I'm around you, on Zoom, whether it's live, doesn't matter. I need to keep a recording device near me at all times because I don't know when you're going to be dropping these golden nuggets. It seems like every time you open your mouth, you do it every time. And so thank you for coming on the show. But I know at this point, Casey, everyone's probably thinking, how do I get hold of Casey? I need to learn more. I need to learn about networking. I need to be part of this mastermind group. So where can they go to reach out to you, to talk to you, and to learn more from you? Well, okay. I'm so glad you asked, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, so I have a cool, I have a cool thing. It literally just launched, so it's a little bit rough, but I think it's really, really valuable. So Mm -hmm. if you just go to power, uh, powernetworkingtips.com. Um, I've got 120 power networking tips that literally are a sentence long. And what I tell people to do is like print it off. And before you go to a networking event, or you're going to go to a chamber event, a BNI, or you're just going to go to a local, or even you're going to do a zoom recording, just take it, take three minutes and read a bunch of them. The mindset that you will have going into that is massive. So it's just powernetworkingtips.com. And if you want to check me out on YouTube, you kind of like business stuff and you're a YouTube person and you like watching uh, videos on YouTube, it's very simple. It's kconvideo.com and it'll just take you right to the channel. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, go ahead and get that downloadable. Go and connect with him. Check out his social media, his videos. He does a ton of videos. He is awesome when it comes to videos. Go and check those out and just reach out to him. Learn from him. Get those 120 different tips on some networking and get yourself out there. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said earlier, so many golden nuggets. Thank you. Well, and thank you, Kay. What I love about what you're doing is you're out there making a mark with your agency and helping people get a podcast started up and running all the way from, I'm thinking about it and I want to do it myself to, hey, I just want to show up and do video. And I love the agency model that you're growing and building and you're walking the talk. And I think that's so powerful that you've got a podcast, you're growing. I know that you and I were talking right before we started this. And um, listen, I know your numbers, you know your numbers and keep doing what you're doing because the more value you're bringing to your audience, that hockey stick of viewers and audience listeners is just going to continue to grow. And I think what you're doing is so spectacular and awesome. And so thank you so much for having me on the show for sure. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Casey. That means a lot. Thanks for listening to Make Your Mark podcast at www.makeyourmarkpodcast.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get this and every other episode that comes out. 
We have lots of great stuff coming, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I appreciate it so much. And I look forward to serving you in next week's episode.